Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You're listening to episode 46 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. If you are in the United States, you know that holiday season is upon us. In the next couple months, there are some major holidays that will be happening. So this is a great time to take advantage of the seasonal things that are happening to not just teach our ELL students the seasonal vocabulary and the vocabulary that comes with the holidays, but to really help improve their English language in these contexts. So today I'm going to share with you four ways that you can really improve your students' English through using holidays. I'm going to go through, instead of doing this, do this. Because I know when I look back on my teaching career and how I approached holidays, I didn't really take advantage of the different ways we can use the excitement of holidays to help our students improve their English. Instead, I kind of just, well, you'll find out in today's episode. So let's jump right in and get started. All right. So instead of focusing strictly on the vocabulary, try using the vocabulary in context. So a lot of times, and I was guilty of this as well, I see activities for ELLs about teaching them 20 different holiday words through flashcards, or here's a whole list of different holiday words, you know, like leprechaun or jack-o'-lantern. And it's just kind of a whole list of a lot of random words that let's be honest, our students are probably not going to be using these words very frequently. 
So we're missing out on opportunities to teach these words in context and expand their understanding of of English in general and helping them to apply it to a broader range of English skills, not just these very specific vocabulary words that they probably won't use very often. So how can we do that? It's important that instead of just providing a list of the 20 different holiday words that we're going to cover, we provide those words in context, okay? That's how it's going to help stick better in their memory. It's going to be stored for future use and connections. So instead of just introducing that vocabulary with flashcards, introduce that vocabulary, play tons of fun fun games with it, but provide a read aloud that goes with it, that they're going to hear those words. They're going to see those words in the picture. They're going to be able to identify those words, even with your newcomers. So, you know, pick out a, instead of just choosing 20 random or common words that vocabulary words that go with this holiday, let's talk about Halloween, for example. Okay. Instead of just talking about witch, jack-o'-lantern, brew, black cat, These things, think of how random that's going to be for your ELL students if you just expose them to those words and end it there. Okay, it's not really, I have a feeling the majority of those words are not going to stick with your students. But if you choose a great read aloud for Halloween and then look through that book and pull out, let's say, five to eight Halloween words that they cover in that book. Now you're going to really make that lesson come to life. So now you might introduce those words beforehand and then do your read aloud. And as you're doing the read aloud, you can stop, have them point to the picture, have them say the word, see if they can fill in the blank as you read the sentence and remove that vocabulary word. See if they can, you know, apply other reading comprehension skills using that vocabulary Now there's so many different ways that you can bring that vocabulary to life just by using that read aloud to highlight the vocabulary, okay? So see, what I'm encouraging you to do is to to change that, to flip that around. Choose your read aloud that you wanna do or multiple read alouds. There's so many great Halloween read alouds or Thanksgiving read alouds or holidays around the world read alouds. There's so many that you can choose from. So find one or two, pull out the words that you want to cover and teach those. Don't just give your ELL students a list of 20 random holiday vocabulary words. Okay, so that's our first tip today. Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode to ask you a quick question. How different would your life be if you could confidently plan effective and engaging lessons for your ELL students in a fraction of the time. I created my membership equipping ELLs to do just that. When you join, you gain instant access to the exact resources you need, proven and prepped for you, plus a supportive private community of like-minded educators. Join us today at www.equippingells.com. Now back to the episode. My second tip to you is to, instead of playing games, to quiz them on the vocabulary, try exploring the language using their native language and having them share connections. 
Another popular option for holidays is to use games like bingo or word and scramble pages. Okay. If you, I'm sure you're thinking you have that popped into your head of, I think of all those Valentine's Day parties that I had that we had bingo and then we had word and scramble pages. I don't know if you're using those same things, but think of how that is for your ELLs. Okay. This, these aren't bad activities. I love bingo. I think it's a great game, but in this context, is this really beneficial for your students, or is it a time waster? Is it beneficial that they can identify Cupid, or can you do something more with this? Okay, those word unscramble activities too are really difficult for our students when it's vocabulary that they have really no connection to. So just I'm just throwing this out there to think about as you go into these holidays. What activities are we doing with our students, and is it meaningful, or is it a time waster? So what if we switch this and we take some of those common holiday words and we incorporate our students' native language into that? Let's take a common word like pumpkin or turkey and have your students share that word in their native language. And this is really fun if you have a group of students that speak multiple different languages if they don't know what that word is, you know, they might not know what pumpkin is. If they're not familiar with that word, they might have to look it up, have them look it up on Google Translate and make a list of all the different ways, all the different languages of how you say the word pumpkin. What a great activity to explore language to see if there's any that are similar. If you have, if most of your students all speak the same native language, then just start exploring, have them go on Google and have them start to see how do you say it in Russian or how do you say it in Arabic? Use that Google Translate option to be able to say it or to have them read it to you and listen together, try to learn together. How do you say this one holiday word in multiple different languages? Okay, there's so much power that happens with this one your students are feeling accepted. They're feeling affirmed in their native language. They're feeling excited about getting to share something. When I first moved down to Panama, things like pumpkins, that was not a word besides using it of, you know, something you would eat, but it's not, it wasn't in relation to a holiday. But now because our world is becoming so connected, Halloween is actually a celebrated holiday here in many of the schools and neighborhoods at the supermarket. You're starting to see pumpkins that you would carve and paint. Five years ago, that wasn't, that wasn't a thing. But now you see this connectivity that's happening across countries. And so they might have a context of using a pumpkin for face or to paint a jack-o'-lantern, or they might not. But it's an opportunity that you can get to share, hey, maybe what do you use pumpkins for? Maybe they grew up in a more rural area and they grew pumpkins or they used it in a traditional dish. Or maybe they're getting pumpkin confused with squash. Those are things that could happen. So it's just a great place for students to be able to share their connections to these common vocabulary words that deal with these holidays that are upcoming. So you could try that again. You can have maybe have a list of four or five different common vocabulary words, candy, pumpkin, witch, those types of things. Have them work in small groups and see how many different ways they can translate it and then have them start to dissect it and see which words are, are similar and which ones are different. It's just a great way to bring in the L1 of your students in a fun way 
opportunity to connect with those seasonal words that are you're using right now. Another tip for you as we approach this holiday season is to, instead of giving them a word search of the vocabulary cards to keep them busy, we all know we've had those opportunities and it's not, none of these activities are bad. I'm just asking us to question ourselves. Are we making the most of our time with our students or are we just trying to fill time? So instead of giving them a word search that they're doing independently, Give them discussion prompts to push them to talk using the new vocabulary. Again, we want to continue to take this vocabulary that we're exposing them to and have them apply it in all the different domains. That's where it's going to move from short-term memory to long-term memory. We want them to be able to keep these words fresh. We want them to really understand these words and use them in all of that context, not just standalone. So instead of just doing a word search, why not try to give them some discussion prompts? Have them work with a partner or in a small group and talk about these words, okay? We want to be giving our students opportunities as often as possible to be talking. That's how they grow in their language domains. Since seasonal vocabulary words are not common words they will use frequently, it's really important to provide an opportunity for your students to use them in conversation if you want them to stick. So what I'm thinking is here is where you can create four to five different discussion prompts. You can have them work in partners. You can have them work in small groups. You could have them do a one stray. So you have four different groups set up at each table. You have a different discussion card. Maybe one student gets up and rotates each time. So you're still using the same discussion. Some of the kids are the same. Some of the students are new. Um, you could also do, you know, a mixed pair share where each student has a discussion card or prompt and they walk around the room mixing, discussing, talking about these prompts, and then they come back at the end and share out as a class. Any of those cooperative learning strategies are a fantastic way to get students engaged, moving, and talking about these new words that you introduced. So I would do this after you've done a read aloud, after you've introduced these words, you've done a lot of different activities with the new vocabulary, and then have them just talk about it. What a great way to make sure that you're helping their memory really understand those words and put it into long-term memory. And then the last tip for you is to, instead of making this only about the American holidays, do some research and see if your student's culture has a similar celebration or if they have some celebrations that they do during this time of year. So building connections like this will help your students retain the vocabulary even better And it's going to help them feel even more connected to your classroom. They're going to feel validated and accepted and welcomed when they see that their teacher is bringing up holidays that are familiar to them. So holidays like Las Posadas, Vali, all of these, there's so many celebrations that are happening around the world during these next two months. Here in Panama, we have Panama Month, (laughs) and this happens pretty much all of November, but they have about two or three different Independence Day celebrations when they were independent from Colombia, independent from Spain. Some They have about four or five different festivals that happen during this month. And it's a great time to get to learn about the culture, to learn about the history of this country. And I know this happens in many other countries as well. Also here in Panama, they celebrate Mother's Day in December. And that's a huge holiday here. It's almost bigger than Christmas. 
So it's a really important holiday here where they celebrate the moms and they they have big events where they, you know, buy gifts and get together as families and cook a big meal. So just having that insight and desire to want to learn about other cultures, holidays as well, and bringing that into your classroom is a great opportunity to get to connect with your students. Even if you can have parents come in and share more about the holidays that they celebrate and how they celebrate it is such a wonderful way to bring in that home support as well. Now you are able to find so many different books about these different holidays. So even just if you don't have time to go in depth on holidays and you really don't spend that much time in the next couple of months talking about holidays, even just having those books available in your classroom can help your students feel connected. Maybe it prompts them to want to share about it, even if you're not planning a lesson to do that. You can also turn this into a research report and presentation for your higher level your higher language level ELLs, where they can present out. So maybe you have them work in groups and they have to learn about different holidays that are happening around the world and they present about them so that, you know, they're sharing, they're teaching the other students about them. Or for your lower language ELLs, you might do a simple compare and contrast activity where they do a little bit of research or they listen to a story about different holidays around the world and they compare it to a holiday that they celebrate in their home country. The challenge for you is to look at how you're being intentional with the activities that you choose around these upcoming holidays to help build your ELL's vocabulary, improve on their language development, and giving them opportunities to showcase their own culture. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're looking for holiday activities, we post in the show notes some great ways that you can take these tips I taught you today and really have it all done for you and expanding on the vocabulary, using their native language, finding those read-alouds. We've posted some tips or some more resources in the show notes that you can check them out and see if you want to use those with your ELLs in these next upcoming months. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.